The Steelers got the win on Sunday. As always, we got to talk about Ray Fittipaldo, about grades, what we actually saw there. Now we've had time to go back and look at the game and our assessment of how the Steelers are doing and where how they're going to move forward. They got the Bengals this week. We'll talk with Ray Fittipaldo. I'm Chris Carter. We're both of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, and this is the North Shore Drive Podcast. Let's get into it. You are now listening to the North Shore Drive Podcast, a show on all things Pittsburgh sports from the writers of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, hosted by Christopher Carter. Welcome to the North Shore Drive Podcast. I'm Chris Carter. He's Ray Fittipaldo, and we're here breaking down your Pittsburgh Steelers after a win. They beat the Saints 20-10 to on Sunday. They've advanced to 3-6, and uh, and now... They have they they're they're still down in the bottom of the AFC North, but they're they, this is this was the start of the second half climb. That if they were going to make a climb, it had to start with this game. They pulled it off. We're going to talk more about that game here on the North Shore Drive podcast that you can find on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. If you see this video on YouTube, like the video, subscribe to this YouTube channel. We got we got content coming out every day, all things Pittsburgh sports, right here from the Pittsburgh Post Gazette. Today's episode is brought to you by the Accuracy Fan Advantage and the power to project one of our Post Gazette Steelers beat writers into your home or office using augmented reality. You can get an exclusive pregame breakdown from a Steelers expert standing right in your living room. Get the latest insights on starting lineups, key matchups, and critical stats at post-gazette.com/slash/accuracyfan. Advantage, no apps or downloads, just insider access to Steelers updates at postdeskset.com slash Accrature Fan Advantage and get a real edge on this week's action. Ray, you were in the press box, I were in the press box. We got to see how the, how this game played out. How surprised were you to see when the Steelers get over 200 yards on the ground? Uh, yeah, Chris, I mean, based off what we saw the first eight games of the season, I, I don't know where that came from. Um, you know, Najee Harris's previous high was 74 yards in that Jets game. Mm-hmm. He had a bunch like in the 30s and 40s. I mean, he was kind of averaging, I think, around 45 or 50 a game. So, um, you know, I think partly had to do with the Saints not being very good. Um, Saints on a short week after a Monday night game. But uh, I, I do want to give some credit to the offensive line. I thought that was the best that the offensive line played all season. Uh, talked to a couple of those guys after the game. They made some adjustments during the off week. Najee Harris said they made some adjustments during the off week. And it sounded like the coaches were taking their feedback and they were implementing some of the things that they liked. And I, you know, I think, why did that take two months to happen? I'm not sure. I think, you know, the the off week is sort of a a natural time, you know, to reset and to look at your team. But, you know, finally they got that, that part of their game going. And Chris, as you know, that was the formula before the season, right? Run the ball. Uh, quarterback doesn't make a lot of mistakes, whether it's Mitch Trubisky or Kenny Pickett, and then you lean on your defense. And I thought all three of those things, uh, you know, kind of came together and produced that that win on Sunday over the Saints. And, and the the offensive line, it was a mixed bag of success, right? Because they had they had plays where they blew the Saints off the line that created the the hope the holes hoping for both uh, uh, Najee Harris and Jalen Warren especially Jalen Warren late he didn't have as much success early but uh, for certainly Najee Harris had space to run but they also allowed six sacks in the game some of them weren't all on them because Kenny Pickett did have happy feet at times but still your quarterback got sacked six times he got hit seven times officially in the game and 
you know, there were there were certainly moments that were questionable. There were times Kevin Dotson, uh, you know, you know, got got beat. There were times Dan Moore was getting beat. Uh, you talked to Kevin Dotson after the game, and he, he acknowledged he had some injuries. What's your assessment of what's going on with the left side of the offensive line specifically right now? Yeah, I mean, Dotson really battled through an injury. Uh, he was listed on the injury report with an abdomen injury. He says it's it's abdomen, it's hip flexor, it's groin, it's that you know that whole um, you know sports hernia type uh, you know area uh, that a lot of these guys deal with throughout the season. So a lot of guys have surgery after the season for stuff like this. Uh, Dotson battled through. We'll see if he could battle through for another eight games. Um, that's a tough injury, especially for an offensive lineman, Chris. So I give him credit for going out there and playing. Um, but when you look at the left side as a whole, um, the number of penalties that come from, from either Kevin Dotson or Dan Moore, mm-hmm. um, the number of sacks, I mean, I, I don't have it uh, right here in front of me, but I would say two thirds of the team's sacks probably were let up by Dan Moore or Kevin Dotson so far this year. And as you mentioned, won a piece yesterday. So, you know, I, I think that's a side of the line that, you look at the right side, James Daniels and Chooks with Corfor kind of stabilized after the preseason. I think both those guys were kind of rough in the preseason when they were getting used to Pat Meyer and, and the way he wanted to do things. For whatever reason, the left side hasn't stabilized yet, and I think it's going to have to stabilize in the second half of the season or you're going to see the Steelers go after a left tackle in the draft and maybe even a left guard. To, to credit you on the stat there, um, Pro Football Focus has charted the Steelers with 15 sacks allowed on the season. Kevin Dotson has allowed four of them. Dan Moore Jr. has allowed four of them. They are the most that's tied for the most on the team. Next is Najee Harris with three, Mason Cole with two, Chikuma Korfor with two, and that's all, 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 all of it right there. As yeah. far as uh, hurries allowed, Chikuma Korfor has allowed 21 hurries, Dan Moore 13, Mason Cole 11, pressures uh, a core for with 25 and Darren Moore with 23. Uh, but to your point, you know, that, that's that's a serious problem with the with the with the left side there. You know, I think that Chikuma core for part of it being the right tackle, you know, uh, you know, Kenny Pickett, Mitch Trubisky, they'll be able to see those guys coming left yeah. tackle. That's why it's such a highly drafted position, because so many right handed quarterbacks, you have to protect the blind sides that they know I don't have to abandon the pocket so early. How much do you think of Kenny Pickett stepping up in the pocket? What you know, and sometimes the happy feet he was he was having was because he just didn't trust his offensive line as much. Yeah, I mean, that that's a tough read because I noticed yesterday, in addition to him stepping up and scrambling a lot, there were a lot of situations, too, where he was scrambling and he was just throwing a pass the sticks out of bounds mm-hmm. because he didn't want to make a mistake and throw an interception. As you know, Chris, you know, he was um, very forthright over the off week about what he had to improve on, number one, was just cutting out all the interceptions and and just being yeah. more careful with the football, and um, you know the other thing he wanted to do was you know have have better accuracy with his deep ball. So when you don't want to make mistakes, maybe you are a little bit more aware of your surroundings, and maybe you hit. Hey, I, I want to get out of here, and I just want to. I don't want to make a bad play. I, I just want to uh, you know, sort of get to the next play. So you know he was so good running the ball that I, I hate to. Um, you know, critique him for having a happy feet, but there are certainly other times where you sit back and you see, you know, we're in the press box, Chris. We could see mm-hmm. everything develop right in front of us. And there are times 
when you'd like to see him take a shot down the field. There were several times on Sunday guys were open and he either didn't see him or he didn't pull the trigger in time. So um, you have to trust your pass protection. I think that'll come. But, you know, as we're talking about here, when you're constantly getting sacked from one side or getting pressured from one side, I'm sure that seeps into his head. I I, I agree. I think it does. Um, We'll get more into Kenny Pickett later, but just final thoughts on the run game before we switch to defensive talk here. Do you think that what we saw a bit of uh, of Sunday is any bit sustainable? The Steelers, you know, also won time of possession by 17 minutes in this game. That's something they haven't done much of at all this year uh, is is dominating that. You know, the Saints aren't a good team. You know, they they are they're a team that that this was a team that the Steelers had to beat if they wanted to show that they could be a better team in the second half of the season. And they did that. They accomplished that mission. But is what you saw from the running game something that you think that they can carry through and not necessarily every game the rest of the way, but something that could be growing with this offense moving forward? Yeah, I think so. I I think, you know, the quarterback scrambles aren't going to be there every week. So you just sort of have to take that out of the equation. But, you know, some of the adjustments that Najee was talking about. Um, him, in his words, helping out the offensive line. And I think what he meant by that, Chris, was I'm not going to dance as much. I'm going to hit the hole, and I'm going to get positive yards. And then maybe, you know, some of those three- or four-yard games, maybe they can pop. You know, maybe I can make someone miss. Maybe I can break a tackle. So just his decision-making and his mindset, um, you know, I think that'll have positive, um, you know, effects as we go on here throughout the season. Um, but in the end, we'll see, right? I mean, one game doesn't tell the story of one season. They got to stack these performances. And, uh, you know, this is a good one to stack on, but um, there's going to be a lot better teams in the second half of the season, a lot better defenses than those uh, New Orleans Saints. Certainly. We'll talk more about about those defenses later in the week. But we got to switch to the Steelers' defense because they also play a very good game and I think the most important uh, part of the win uh, that, that we thought we saw yes on, on Sunday. But first, we're going to talk to you guys about Liquid Death, our, one of our great sponsors. Liquid Death is the best mountain spring water brand that you can have out there. It comes in a tall boy can, just looking looking just like a beer. But it comes when you when you crack it open, it's just fresh, ice-cold water that you get out your cooler, out your fridge, and it tastes amazing. No lingering plastic taste from water bottles. This is straight out of a can, and it looks awesome. It tastes awesome, too. Why do they call it Liquid Death, though? It's because it murders your thirst, and it's murdering plastic pollution, because 10% of the profits from every can sold goes to fight plastic pollution around the planet. So by, by getting Liquid Death, you're helping your own health and the health of the planet. So go get some Liquid Death right now. You can go find it at your local Target, 7-Eleven, or, or, or a county fair. You can also find a Liquid Death retailer near you with a store locator tool. Look at it located at liquiddeath.com slash shore that's liquiddeath.com slash shore we're also brought to you by valley pool and spa wouldn't it be nice if the holidays were stress-free a hot tub a swim spa or a sauna from valley pool spa will help you feel like it is relax and soak in a hot tub or a swim spa from valley pool and spa before the snow flies refresh and rejuvenate with finlayo saunas that are sure to melt your stress away faster than frosty in aruba so save big now on all in stock hot tubs swim spots and and other hot tubs available at at valleypoolspa.com that's valleypoolspa.com
Llegaron los Propane Days a Lowe's. Desde ahora hasta el 16 de junio, los miembros MVPs de Lowe's reciben un 20% de reembolso en pintura con una tarjeta de regalo electrónica de Lowe's por compras de pinturas elegibles de 100 dólares o más. Lleva la nueva y exclusiva pintura HGTV Home de Sherwin-Williams Specride para interiores. Lowe's sabe de pros. Aplican exclusiones, restricciones y más términos. Visita Lowe's.com diagonal L diagonal Pro Loyalty Terms. Sujeto a cambios. Back here on the North Shore Drive Podcast. I'm Chris Carter. He's Ray Finapolo. We're of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, and we're here talking to you guys about the defense. Ray, your your report card grades, you gave some Bs on the, on the offensive side, but on the defensive side, D-line D got an A-. The linebackers got an A-. Secondary got an A. What what do you think channeled the strong defensive performance? And I know that it's – and bigger than it just being the Saints and them having Andy Dalton yeah. as quarterback – this defense did show up and take away a lot of things. Yeah, I mean, I, I think two things first and foremost, Chris. Uh, the return of T.J. Watt. You know, some people look at the stat line and they'll say, oh, you know, four tackles, didn't have a sack. Well, that's not telling the whole story. Right. Um, almost every time I looked at T.J. Watt, he was getting double teamed or he was getting chipped, Okay. Mm -hmm. I can only think of maybe a handful of times when I, I focused in on him and they had Ramsey on him one-on-one, -on -one. just just a handful of times. Um, so he opens up so much more for everyone on that line. Cam Hayward can eat, Larry Ogunjobi can eat, and you saw Alex Highsmith oh, um, yes. feast yesterday, two sacks. Um, and and that, that's not a mistake, right? I mean, he, he benefits by having T.J. Watt uh, back in the lineup. Uh, now, if you want to go back to the back end, I thought it was a terrific effort um, from those guys. Minka Fitzpatrick has an appendectomy on Saturday. Uh, DeMonte KZ steps in. I thought he played terrific. I, I know he yeah. had the penalty, but for that guy to step in without having played all season, I thought that was a big-time effort. And let's give some props to Levi Wallace, too. Akella Witherspoon's out. Mm -hmm. William Jackson was out. I don't know if William Jackson would have played if he was healthy, but he's on IR now. Levi Wallace has been injured. He's been kind of so-so, kind of mm -hmm. average all season. I thought he played really well, had a big pick in that second half. So when you sort of look at your, your two all-pros, right, T.J. Watt coming back, you lose one all-pro, you, you, you gain another. I thought what they did in that back end was really, really impressive uh, without Minka Fitzpatrick. I thought so too. I mean, and again, Demonte KZ revealing after the game, like, listen, like we left practice at like at, at, at like four, and I was like, I was getting a phone call at five. I thought that Minka Fitzpatrick was fine. He's like, then my cousin's telling me, "Yo, Minka's not playing tomorrow," and he's like, "What?" I for this, he was caught off guard. He didn't know less than twenty four hours before the game that he was going to be the starting free safety and basically taking on that role. And 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 Ray. I, I've been saying it all off all season, uh, you know, leading into this that the day that they finally get Mika Fitzpatrick, Terrell Edmonds, and Demonte Casey health healthy, you're going to see that three safety package that we saw all in training camp, and I, I think it's going to be like as much of a base package as you can have with three safeties on the field for the Steelers defense. They've wanted to deploy it. They haven't all season, but you see why they went and got DeMonte KZ and how important he could be to this defense just by replacing Minka Fitzpatrick. I think when all three of these guys can finally play, Ray, this is this is going to be a different defense. Absolutely. And, you know, 
every defender on any defense, they, they all have different personalities, right? But you saw the energy that TJ Watt played with yesterday, you know, pumping up the crowd, the whole thing. DeMonte KZ plays with very similar energy. I mean, he is a high energy guy. And uh, I, I think other players feed off that, right? Other guy, guys, they play hard, but they might be reserved and they might not necessarily have that in their personality. And then one other thing about KZ, when they signed him, we all looked at it. Okay, ball production. Ball production with the Falcons, mm -hmm. ball production with, uh, with the Cowboys last season. Then his first game makes a really nice interception, balls in the air, he goes on the ground, he gets it. That's what they need, right? Ter Terrell Edmonds has had a really good season, but it's kind of the same old story with him, right? He, he plays well a lot of times, but he's not he getting his He's not coming down with it. <laughs> ball doesn't follow him for whatever reason, you know, or it clangs off his hand. So, like with KZ, I, I thought, you know, he came as advertised. I heard about Cam Hayward and all these other guys talking throughout the week about his energy. We saw it on Sunday. He delivered. Uh, and he delivered in both categories too, with with the pick as well. So I, you know, too bad that he got injured. Um, kind of like to see what we get out of him the rest of the season. But uh, he's looking like a guy they definitely might want to re-sign again in twenty twenty three. I mean, he's in his late twenties. Vet, he knows what he's doing. And something was asked about. It was like, hey man, like you came in. This is your first start of the year. You've missed all the games. And he's like, yeah, well, I have forty starts under my belt in the NFL. I kind of feel like it was pretty comfortable to me. That that's what you need is a guy who has that swagger and like, uh, you know, just the how he carried himself throughout the game. The like you said, the energy he brought to the team. They were fighting out there. And and like you said, also Levi Wallace, not just the interception, which was a very impressive interception. He went up and got that ball, snatched it off his man, and was able to win a jump ball. You don't see too many Steelers cornerbacks doing that over the past several years. But also on top of the interception, he he was the one who tipped the pass that KZ caught you know for the interception. Yeah. That's really good stepping up on his part. I'll also say Cam Sutton I thought looked very good all game. Mm -hmm. uh, and Terrell Edmonds was everywhere he needed to be. They shut down Taysom Hill. He's usually like the X-Factor kind of guy that the Saints like to sneak in there. They took all that stuff away, and they took away Alvin Kamara, which to me was yeah. the biggest key to winning that game was don't let that guy run, force Andy Dalton to beat you, and you saw what happened when they had to do it for an entire game. I didn't. Uh, I knew the Steelers did a great job against the run, but I didn't look at the stat sheet until after I came up to the press box. After we came back from the locker room, twenty-nine yards on fifteen carries, Chris. That's ridiculous. I mean, that's you know that is Steelers football from like twenty nineteen, right? You know, two thousand eight. You know, mm -hmm. the, the dominant run defenses that we've become accustomed to over the years. Not the last couple of years. Right. Well, it looks like maybe, hey, maybe that's back and uh, maybe they can get back to playing the type of football they need to, uh, you know, go on a little bit of a run here. But, you know, people get sick of hearing it. You know, Russian coverage work together and you got to smash the run before you get after the passer. It's all true. It's very cliche, Absolutely. but it's all true, Chris. It's it's a big fundamental. I mean, I remember Ryan Chase here as a rookie preaching that in 2014 when he was talking about that kind of stuff and hearing those quotes from him out there. That's It's been a philosophy of the Steelers since time and memoriam, and it's funny when it actually happens and people are surprised. Oh, wow, this came together. Well, like, yeah, it starts with taking away the run. I also think that's going to be a huge part 
of the story for whenever this when the Steelers take on the Bengals. They it was in game in the game one, yes, all the turnovers were the were a huge factor, but the turnovers happened because Joe Mixon couldn't run the ball. And he wasn't and, and he was he wasn't carving you up for 120 yards in the ground and averaging five yards a pop. I think if they find a way to do that again this week, it's going to be an interesting note to see how the pass rush gets after Joe Burrow again and does the secondary make more plays on the on the ball. Uh, you know, we're assuming Minka Fitzpatrick won't play with appendicitis and he's still recovering and you know, however long that's that you know, it's going to take to recover from that operation. But still, you know, I think this is a defense that I'm intrigued to see how they come out in the next couple weeks here. Uh, I mean, I, I want to see, can they maintain, you know, stuffing the run? You know, we saw what Jonathan Taylor did, even with a new head coach and Jeff Saturday uh, over the weekend to the Raiders. You know, if they're able to shut down Joe Mixon and Jonathan Taylor on the backs of shutting down Alvin Kamara, maybe this is a new sign for the defense as far as like, hey, imagine if this, this group was just healthy all year where they could have been. Huge key for Sunday's game against the Bengals, Chris. Um, you know that Bengals offensive line, right? They're kind yep, of up yep. and, they're kind of up and down with the running game. Mixon's great one week, and sometimes he's not. They're almost always – I don't want to say they're almost always bad, but when you put them in situations where they have to pass protect for 40, 45 times a game, they have issues holding up. And we saw that uh, the opening week against the Steelers, seven sacks – and we've seen it in subsequent weeks too. Other teams have taken advantage of that line, and uh, we'll see this if the Steelers can do it again on Sunday. As you mentioned, it all starts with stopping Joe Mixon and uh, shutting down that running game. Absolutely. We're going to switch it up and talk some, some actual focus on Kenny Pickett because with the running game and the defense, those are the things that we're supposed to carry this team moving forward. But we always got to take a look at what happened with the quarterback. I want to get Ray's thoughts on Kenny's performance on Sunday. But first, we got to talk to you guys about Yinzers in the Berg. So, Yinzers, li listen up. If you're excited after that win, you want to get yourself some TJ Watt gear, some maybe some DeMonte KZ gear after his interception, well, look no further than Yinzers in the Berg, the number one place to go for all your Pittsburgh sports apparel. Apparel. They have a, that you could go to either one of their strip district stores that are growing and they have a lot of different stuff coming in there all the time. They're in the strip district. Go check them out. Or if you're not in Pittsburgh or just can't get to the strip district, go to yinzerspgh.com. You go to yinzerspgh.com. You're going to find all their Pittsburgh sports apparel. And it's not just Steelers, it's Penguins, it's Pirates. The, the Penguins, they've, they've gotten back on in the win column over the weekend. That was positive to see. You can celebrate that and get some pens gear by going to yinzerspgh.com and ordering yourself some Pittsburgh sports apparel. They don't just have apparel, they have accessories, and they have a lot of different options. So, again, go to go to Yinzers in the Berg, two stores in the Strip District, or visit their website, yinzerspgh.com, at yinzerspgh.com for all your Pittsburgh sports apparel. Back here on the North Shore Drive podcast, I'm Chris Carter. He's Rick Fittipaldo. We're of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. All right, Ray. Looking at this game, um, I saw you graded Kenny Pickett with a B grade in the, in this game. He finished uh, with a with uh, completing eighteen of thirty passes for one hundred ninety nine yards, no touchdown passes, but did throw an interception and did run eight times for fifty one yards, including a QB sneak. He got into the end zone. What was your assessment of, of, of this? The Steelers were also nine of seventeen on third downs compared to three of twelve for the, for the Saints. What was your assessment of Kenny Pickett? I thought he massively struggled in the first half, but you saw the moxie, the thing that Mike yeah. Tomlin loves is the fight in him in the second half. He wasn't efficient as much in the second half, but you saw him make better decisions and not 
not kind of you know you know kind of uh, I guess fall into a position like a cradle position where he was just yeah. just making more mistakes. Yeah, I mean, I think you know I was going like B or B minus. I, I settled on B just because they got the win and because the formula was followed and he he kind of did his part. Um, and he didn't screw it up as you mentioned with the turnovers. Uh, the first half he wasn't seeing it, Chris. I thought they left some big plays out there. Um, there was one early. There's a good picture. Somebody got the all 22 up, but they, uh, I think Deontay was running a deep cross over yep. the field. There yep. were two guys, almost like a scissors action sort of thing. And um, he just missed them. And he threw into double coverage. I think he was throwing the pickings maybe. Yeah, it was. I remember that exactly. Play. Yeah. And um, that's a big play, right? That, that's a 40-yard chunk play. Maybe a touchdown if he leads Deontay Johnson. You know, I don't know if he was worried about the safety on that play, but that safety, if you look at the picture, that safety was a good seven to ten yards in yeah. front there, right? Yeah. I mean, so that's just one play that I'm referencing. I, I think there, you know, there were some other times where he missed throws in the first half. Um, but again, Chris, you're gonna get that with a rookie quarterback. Right. Um, you know, if Ben Roethlisberger's in his prime. That's probably a game they win by twenty-four points yeah. instead of instead of ten points, just because they're taking advantage of all those, um, you know, the plays that, that were there that they didn't hit on yesterday. So, you know, kind of what you would expect with a, a rookie quarterback, but again, with Kenny, good energy, um, moves the chains with his feet, scored the touchdown with his feet. There wasn't a whole lot that really, really upset me or got me discouraged, other than just leaving a few big plays on the field. And I think in time that'll come, right? I don't know about this season, but in time he'll figure it out. And uh, I think this offense will be much more explosive, but it's just not very explosive right now. Right. I mean, and still I think the, you know, the, the stat coming into this weekend was that the Steelers – uh, the Steelers have the shortest touchdowns scored in the country. I think their longest touchdown was an eight-yard touchdown uh, coming into this, and that was a Mitch Trubisky pass to Pat Frymuth. Both of their touchdowns this weekend were one-yard run from uh, George Pickett and one-yard run from Kenny uh, from, or George Pickens and one-yard run from Kenny Pickett. The Pickens they didn't improve there. Hey, right, geez, it's just like it, it's it's crazy. But here's here's where I look at with 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 Kenny Pickett as far as what you need to see from him is. And, I, and we talked about this last week with simplifying the offense and Matt Canada talked about that, that as well. There were plays where I thought there were only like two reads where it's like, Hey, it's either here or it's there or get rid of the football because you can't, you don't want you taking sacks. We don't want you throwing, throwing interceptions in, 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 anymore. And I felt like there was at least an understanding of that, of that assignment, but still, like you said, just not seeing the guys that are getting open because like I, that exact play, I tweeted it when it happened. I was like, Oh my gosh, Deontay would have walked into the end zone. Uh, if he just, if he just lobs it out there and gives and gives him a chance. But again, these are the things that happen when the game is moving so fast. You know, you're, when you're, when you're looking at the NFL, when defenses are bringing different blitzes at you every week, when they're switching coverages up and the saints switched coverages a lot. They used, they were, they were showing too high. They'd go to one high. They'd go to, they start with one high, they go to two high, or they go to cover three. And, that was slowing down the progressions that Kenny Pickett was having. And you can see him wanting to be the cerebral quarterback, but he's just not there yet. I think the biggest thing that we got to look at here, Ray, is what are the next steps as far as him going up against? Now, he's going up against the Bengals. It's not going to be Mitch Trubisky. What are things that he has to keep doing to show that he's making progress? Yeah, well, I think Mike Sullivan said it best, and I think Matt Canada said it best. Uh, don't repeat 
the same mistakes, right? So right. when you see something once, don't screw that up a second time. Now, that's easier said than done, right? Because you're a rookie, and Agreed. like you said, things are going a million miles per hour. Um, and he's going to get different looks thrown at him in the second week of the uh, second half of the season that will be new to him. So I, I think Steelers fans have to be patient. He's going to make mistakes again, but I think not repeating mistakes. And I think what we talked about earlier, right? You know, like you said, roll out. You got two reads. If it's not there, just throw it out of bounds. Mm -hmm. How many times did we see that yesterday? Five or six? Quite a few. Quite a few. <laughs> you know, you take those out of the equation. He's like, what, 18 for 24, you know, mm -hmm. which doesn't sound nearly as bad. So when, when you look at it that way, um, you know, I, I think there's there's growing there. There's maturity there. Right. Realizing how important it is, especially in that type of a game. Listen, you respect every opponent in the NFL, but I think they kind of knew going into that game, okay, it's the Saints, you know, get a lead on them, not turn the ball, let's not turn the ball over, we'll be okay. Mm -hmm. And I think they, they did that. You know, they, I think um, that was a good complimentary football game that Mike Tomlin so often talks about. So, um, you know, there was growth there by Kenny. There's not, there's never, it's never going to be fast enough for the fans, but if you could just take it in little steps with him, see a little bit of progress e each week, um, I think that'll bode well for the future. I think that that's the biggest thing is the Steelers just need to see progress from Kenny Pickett moving forward. He's not going to be the guy that wins you all the football games right now. Right now, he, he needs to be the guy that learns while you're trying to win football games with your other strengths. We saw the defense and the run game kick in. We got to see if that continues moving forward. We'll have more to talk about this week to evaluate evaluating the Steelers and what they look like heading into face their rematch with the Cincinnati Bengals on Sunday at Akershire Stadium. So do check out the North Shore Drive podcast as we continue to do that. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, our episodes come out, but daily there is content coming out on this channel from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Ray, thanks so much for joining me uh, here on the on the North Shore Drive podcast. I'm Chris Carter. Remember, find the show Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Also, do check us out on YouTube. Like the video if you saw it here. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. We'll be back Wednesday with more on the North Shore Drive podcast, talking all things Pittsburgh sports right here from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the North Shore Drive podcast of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. If you're watching this video on YouTube, please like the video and subscribe to our YouTube channel. For six months of digital access to post-gazette.com for just $6, click the link down below in the description.